Hey, 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 what up, dude? Nothing to what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Chilling. Was that, a, was, that, was that you stretching or just that was your chilling sound? <laughs> That's what you do when you chill. You, you do that every time you talk to him. What are you doing? Chilling. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Oh. How was uh, how was glass? Oh man, uh, I liked it. I thought it was good. Um, did you you want to go ahead and get into that now? Like just start off with glass? No, no, no. We'll, we'll save that for another. We'll save that. I will save it. Well, I mean, I, 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 I'll say this much. I recommend going and seeing it, especially if you liked Unbreakable and Split. Was um, uh, oh well, never mind. It was uh, was a uh, uh, Shyamalan in it? Did he make his own little camera in it? Yeah, and he actually played the same character from Unbreakable. It carried over. He, what? he re- yeah, he recognized Bruce Willis from because in the Unbreakable he played like a drug dealer. Like you know how yeah Bruce, Bruce Willis's power is he can touch people and he gets a sense for him. Well, yeah, Shyamalan was one that he touched and he just knew he had drugs on him and Shyamalan had flushed him down the toilet. And um, anyways, he was yeah. He, you see him in the movie, and he's like, yeah, you know, I remember you from back at the stadium. I was uh, hanging around a bad crowd back then. So, yeah. But, but you liked it, though, right? Good, right. good. Yeah. Talking um, about plot twists and everything in it. So there's, I think, I want to say there's like four major twists. Um, one of them is very predictable, but, I mean, you can't say exactly what it is. You just know there's something there um, because you just get a bunch of clues. One of them is totally unpredictable, and it's really cool. Um, and then there's two other ones that uh, just make the movie fun, um, but they're not, you know, earth-shattering. They're just neat little twists, little, you know, you don't see that coming or, you know. Um, I'll say this much about the ending. The ending is only going to work if they do more movies. Uh, yes. Yeah. Well, how long – what was the um... – the break in between all the movies, like well, the uh, Unbreakable came out twenty years ago. Man, so and Split, I think, was two years ago. So and and they make and Samuel L. Jackson says that in the movie. He's like, you know, it took me twenty damn years to get this, but we got it. So, um, and what's really neat, I mean, I guess I'll go ahead and ruin this for you. His uh, son in the original Unbreakable is in this movie quite a bit. Oh, really? Yeah. He plays like his, you know how like Punisher has like microchip? He's pretty yeah. much like, he's pretty much like microchip. He like runs all the maps, the GPS points, gives him advice, tactical issues, monitors the police. Um, so it's pretty neat. That's cool. That's yeah, cool. Pretty, pretty good movie. Uh, there's one part though, like there's the part when they're in the mental hospital, which is a good chunk of the movie, but at the beginning of it, it was just like, oh, come on, get to the fucking point. You know, but then when Mr. Glass starts, you know, chiming in, then it gets really good, and it's like turning on a faucet, you know. The movie starts off, you got a, you got a good stream going, and then they just tighten the faucet up, and you're just getting a drip. And then once Mr. Glass shows up, they open the faucet all the way up, and then it turns into a fire hose. And then the movie ends, and it, it just kind of, it's... I'm, it's not the most satisfactory ending. I think that's why it's getting bad reviews is because it just leaves you wanting more. And uh, that Now, the, I did read that, that people said it could have been better. The ending could have been better. I read, I read a lot of things that said that. 
Yeah, I think he just didn't know exactly. And the problem is, the way he ended it is a lot like how he's ended the other two movies. So, you know. Just, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> there it is. It's open, there it is. <laughs> open the possibility. And that's, and, you know, I, I think they were, this movie was heading in the right direction, the way you think it's going to head. But then they, you know, he couldn't do it that way because once you commit, once you fully jump into it, John, then you, you know, you can't turn back. You got to go the distance. It's like on, the, it's like in the Matrix. You know, after the first Matrix movie, they had to fully go into it, and it ended up sucking. You know, so this is, I don't know if he plans to keep doing this because of the bad reviews or not, but I think it's going to make money. I think it's going to be good. I don't, the only competition I think it has is the Dragon Ball Z movie, but that. Those animes usually don't do super big business. I I, I thought I was reading it hit number one, but you know. It, yeah, but that was during the middle of the week, though, John. It's, yeah, that's, that's, so, that's not a weekend movie. That. Yeah, I mean, we'll see how last. I know tonight, um, all the seats were 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 taken up. So I mean, that's a good sign. Oh, and I will say this, John: if you go see that movie, the fucking preview for Godzilla Two is bad ass. They show shit, more in it. Did you see Brandon? Uh, you see, uh, Rod- uh, Rodan. Rodan, there it is. Yeah, you see, you, you see his, um, you see his claws, his feet, and you see him blowing out fire and shit. Um, you see, you get a full shot of Mothra, you get a full shot of King Ghidra, and then like at the end of the trailer, it's like fucking Godzilla's like marching through the city, and there's like fucking helicopters and planes flying around him, like they're going into battle, like they're charging in. It's pretty, pretty uh-huh. damn epic. So that that that, that lead, like when they do that part, that leads to tell me that maybe Godzilla did a the, lost the first round and go get help. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you that. actually, yeah, you you kind of see that in the clip. Like, there's a scene where he's like down for the count, like he's been knocked out, you know. Mm-hmm. So I'm pretty sure Ghidra shows up, kicks his ass, or maybe Ronit Rodan teams up. I don't know. And then you know Mothra and them come in and they fight back. I'm sure that's how it goes down. Um, so they gave Mothra, um, I mean, of course he has the typical giant moth look, but he also for his, like his legs look all like insect like and, and sharp. So maybe that's going to be a, a added weapon to make him more, you know, aggressive, not just a fluffy little friendly moth up there. So you think, you think he like digs into you? Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. It's, it's going to be the cut, cut inside of your, you know, tear your stuff out, but we'll I see. Dig- I mean, I can dig that. Um, it's got that little girl from Stranger Things. I think her name yeah. is Zeph- Zephyr. She's in it. Yeah, you know, I leave the names to y'all. I just say that. Yeah, I, yeah. And it's got the same doctor from the first one, the Asian guy that said, uh, "Let them fight." You know, the one that was the military consultant. Yeah. He's in, and there's this big ass fucking plane. I don't know if it's um, because you know in the Japanese Godzilla movies, like the humans always had these giant you know, flying ships that would go to try to attack Godzilla. Yeah. I don't know if they're they're doing that in this one, but there's this one scene where you see this huge ass plane and I don't know what it has to do with everything, but I I I, I think I saw a picture about it might be a different one. It, it didn't look like a bomber, did it? Yeah, it kinda of looked like a bomber, yeah. So I I saw that one like, oh they're gonna try to nuke it. They're gonna try yeah, to maybe that's what it is. Maybe it's Dora. just a giant giant nuke plate. Probably um, you know, just swallow it. <laughs> yeah, so that trailer looked really good, um, but Glass was a good movie. I, I'll give it a, I'll give it a go. Watch it. I recommend it. Um, like I said, there's going to be some parts in there, but there, it's the same thing with Split and Unbreakable. There's parts in those movies where you're like, hurry the fuck up, get to the point. 
And there's parts of glass that are like that where you're like, come on, man, let's 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 get there. And what's but once you get there though, the man knows how to keep your attention. He knows how to keep you uh focused on what's going on. So and it just looks great. I like the way he shoots it. Uh it just everything's got a cool, cool look to it. Because uh, how many personalities they said he has now in him? Well, I think it's there's only so in the first movie it was twenty three, and they said that he still had the twenty three in this one I think or maybe it was twenty nine, but you see some personalities in this one that you didn't see in the other one, um, but of course the main ones are there the little kid, the um, the the old lady the British lady, and the um, the weird guy from New York they're all. All three of those voices are still there. Um, and our, the favorite, uh, 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 what's his name? The, the Mad Dog one. <laughs> the, be- the Beast. The Beast, yeah. That, that the was, Beast. Yeah, he actually uh, he goes beast mode for a, little ch- a good chunk of it. But it's kind of in and out, though. He's not. Sometimes he'll turn beast and then he goes back. And uh, That's one thing I, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about the, uh, the chick that survived Split. The, the girl with the big eyes. Oh, she's she, in it? Yeah, she's in this quite a bit. And she's kind of like a a weapon, kind of like a, you know, like a anti-beast thing. But, it, I mean, it's good. It's a good, good movie. Uh, really liked it. They kind of joked around with uh, Superman when they were talking about comic books, you know, the first one. And, you know, the guy in the blue tights and the cape. But they never said, you know, they never actually said the word Superman. Um but that's—I thought that was kind of neat that they—they they threw Superman a bone, you know. Hmm. That was very interesting. Are you eating nuts? No. Okay, I heard something cracking. Yeah, I was. Uh, I actually had my. Uh... Go ahead. What were you gonna say? I thought you like. I like. I think he's eating walnuts or something, or some kind of pecans or something. I hear. I hear something crunching. Something like no. crunching nuts. Something. No, I got my uh, Goro action figure out, and he. Uh... His joints—that's the sound they make when you turn them. Oh, they're still—they're still pretty tight. Yeah, the, this company that makes them. So what they do is the parts. So parts of the figure are like really soft. It's kind of like rubbery, and then you have the plastic. So it's kind of a cheat to make it to where you compose it better because it's got so much rubber on it. Um, but it, it helps. You can really move him around. You can really make him super articulated. But the Did, joints here are kind of stiff. Do you still talk to uh, uh, Jason, the toy guy? So for all the listeners out there, Jason is a local toy dealer. Um, I think when we first met him, we didn't know who he was. But then like Daniel and him got real tight. Yeah. And then uh, I was pretty tight with him for a while. And then uh, it just kind of kind of slowed down, kind of stopped talking to him. Um, I don't know why. I, 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 it seemed like he... After he came in and he appraised my collection about four years ago, um, just didn't talk to him as much because he came in and you remember when my house flooded? Yeah, I remember. So I was getting prepared to sell off everything. I was going to sell it all. And uh, I had Jason come over to, you know, quote me. And uh, his price for the Marvel and the DC figures was very fair. It wasn't retail. So, I mean, he was going to make money on it. But it was fair. It was, it was going to be about five thousand, I think, um, four to five thousand, which is for all just the Marvel and DC figures. That's that's probably a good number since they're all loose. I don't have any of them in the box. Um, but you know, it's still 
I wasn't ready, you know, just to part just like that. But uh, his partner also appraised my comic books and offered me a thousand. And I went ahead and took that, which, you know, kind of sucked because I had some good comic books in there. I mean, a lot of them weren't that good, but some of them were actually really good and have gone up quite a bit in value. You kind of think what he saw, what he saw that he didn't tell you, like, oh, I'll give you a dollar each. And he knows I can get. Yeah, that's pretty much what he did. Yeah. I can go for, you know, yeah, of course, you know, that's what, you know, I don't blame them. Yeah, you got to leave some money on them, leave it on there for them. You yeah. know, they need meat on the bone, too. Right. But, you know, they, but in the day, no, I want, what's it worth? Well, you're not going to get what it's worth because I need to buy. I'm not keeping these. I need to buy these to resell it, right. you know, so. Right, right. That's why I like selling stuff on eBay because that you're going to get, you're going to get more money on eBay because those people, they don't have, when, you, when somebody's buying something on eBay, they're buying it because they don't have a place to go buy the stuff, you know, mm-hmm. like Jason, he's going to travel all over the country to sell toys and make money and he can make a living doing it. But, you know, for the average person out there that let's just say they want to, you know, the plastic man from Mattel, it was only sold online and for comic con and very limited. The only way you're going to find it is by ordering it online in most cities. So very rare. You'll just see that one in the store. And uh, I, I go ahead. Hmm? Go ahead. I, I remember. I remember the um, the first time me and Daniel met Jason was as we were at the, uh, the Dallas Comic Con. Yeah. And he was setting his table up, and this other table was setting up, and they had they brought in these maybe like four or five totes, and all they had in there was loose figures in a tote, and we were like, oh you oh you're setting up like oh yeah we're running behind we wasn't here like an hour ago but we just got here we went to our table and Jason's like hang on guys we got in totes. And they, they showed Jason, he goes, and Jason just says, I'll tell y'all what right now, I'll give y'all, I can't remember what he said, he, per toe, I'll give you this much per toe, and they were like, oh, okay, and and they just wrapped it all up, and that's when, we, that's when me and Daniel uh, met Jason, <laughs> we like, yeah. you know, he bought a whole table out, yeah. I was next to him. No, J- Jason's volume, I mean, he, he wants to buy big, he wants to buy big and sell big, but I kind of noticed, <laughs> here's the problem, I think Jason bought too much into the toy biz figures. I think he, I think he put too much money in there. And now that Hasbro is redoing all their legends, he's got a bunch of product that he can't move because nobody wants those toy biz figures anymore. You know, there's a new Mysterio and that Mysterio's going for a lot of money. The old Mysterio, nobody wants. So people want the one that rotates the head. They don't want the regular one. They want the one that that one's still pretty fair. Yeah. Because I know there's one that doesn't rotate, and there's one you put your little button, the head changes like three different heads. Yeah, that's the one that I have. That still pretty good, you know. Yeah. But yeah, I have I have the one with the rotating head. The only the only toy biz figure that will get you good money that's not a build a figure, but the uh, the McFarland Spider Man, that one still will get you. I, I sold that one for eighty bucks. Mm-hmm. Um. So that I mean that's a ten dollar figure for eighty bucks, you know. Well, I I still have the um the amazing Spider Man yeah uh, set. I still got that oh, one. Oh, the six the six one the six piece or whatever sinister six or whatever. Before they before they uh, switched over to the new uh, Tom Hardy Spider Man. Oh okay. I, I got I got that. It builds um the hop the Green Goblin the I guess the Ultimate Series one. Oh yeah 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 yeah. yeah. Yeah, I got, has, that, uh, I got that Ultimate Green Goblin here. Yeah, I got it. Yeah, it, it comes with, um, I got both Carnages, Electro, Spider-Man, okay. Spider-Girl, the yeah. Cat-Girl. 
Yep. Yeah, I, I, that's the same. And I even got to, went to Walgreens and I bought that um, Agent uh, Venom. Uh, yeah, I got him too. Yeah. Uh, to me, I kept him like he is awesome. I love that Agent Venom. Comic book was okay, I guess. But the, the action figure, that thing is awesome. Yeah, uh, Agent Venom is, if Flash Thompson got the Venom on him, then Flash Thompson was like in the military. And, and he lost his legs. Remember, yeah. He doesn't yeah. have his legs. Yeah. So, Flash Thompson, yeah, Flash Thompson lost his legs in the Army, and they got right. the Venom. Yeah. Yeah, I want to say there's a Marvel Select Agent Venom, too. I don't know if it's any good, but the the uh, the Hasbro one, yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. I have one, too. Um yeah, he looks he looks nice. He's got like a crab like armor. Yeah. Yeah, he's uh yeah, he's pretty cool. What kind of armor is crab like. It's crab like. You've been listening this whole time and not saying shit. <laughs> you, he just got here, right? No, he just got here. And you were here like ten seconds ago. He's been here. It's funny. Fucking... <laughs> it's funny he jumped to that conclusion though. No, I just joined a minute ago. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, he's sitting there listening the whole time. Back, I'm tired of shit. Y'all ain't talking about nothing. <laughs> <laughs> y'all pouring the fuck out of these people. <laughs> y'all have well, conversations like y'all have a telephone call, guys. We're trying to entertain fans here. <laughs> well, and that, but you know what, John? Telephone calls are rare these days. There's not many people making telephone calls. Hell no, so, man. I, I, text the, I text the hell out of people. I mean, when's the last well, time you sat down and had a phone call with somebody? You know, like a uh, long phone call. Well, business business professionals, you know. Yeah, I mean, for work, I do it all the time. But I'm talking about just to just to catch up. And just people What's the last time you called mom? You son of a bitch. She, she's not answering the phone. <laughs> I tried oh. calling her three times. She won't answer uh, the phone. Hey, uh, a side well, note. Oh, oh, today, she asked me for $40. I sent her what? 20 You sent her some money, too? Why the hell am I sending her money? You're sending her money. I just sent her 20 bucks. Her she didn't say I sent your mom's money. That's what you got to do. <laughs> That's what you see your mom's money. What do you need money for? You know, you'll fucking ask. Your mom says, hey, you send me twenty dollars. You fucking send her twenty dollars, man. You know that yeah. yeah. Fucking ask. Yeah. No, I, I I don't ask any questions, but you know, she didn't I tried calling her back to make sure she you know she got it and she never said anything, so I don't know, whatever. Did man. did y'all know my mom took y'all's mom to the hospital to uh yeah. stitches out? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, she I, said Ra- Rachel's been a big help to her, so I was like, what, mom? Like, I called my mom. She's, where you at? The hospital. What's wrong? Nothing. I'm here with Dean. Like, what? <laughs> I'm like, yeah. what's with the chicks that? Like, oh, okay. You know, that's cool. You know, I'm like, well, all right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they, I think they kind of live close to each other. Very close. I think they said very close to each other. And, you know, they're both going through knee surgery. You know, your mom already had her knee surgery. My mom's going through it. And anytime we have big family get-togethers, you know, they always talk, so... Makes sense that they would they would uh, end up being friends. Well, my mom was saying she went over to her house one day to show her how to get out of bed because her her said her uh, knee would uh, lock up on her, so she was showing her how to get out of bed without any assistance. You know, yeah. no one was around. You know, right, right. Thank well, my mom has always been a loner. She's just kind of and and we we encouraged her to go to therapy for a couple of weeks. And mom mom don't like being in places for very long. She wants to get home. She wants to. <laughs> she don't want to be told to do. John, she was she was a uh, she had a tumor removed from her stomach, and she was in a she had to go to a uh, rehab facility for a while, and she kept breaking out. She kept leaving the facility. She just leaving. Holy shit, man! And they want you to stay, and she just go. And so she was getting written up for leaving, 
And they're like, look, if you keep doing this, we're going to kick you out of the program. And she'd like go to the store and she just can't stay. She just don't want to stay. <laughs> can't be mad you want to the store, man. How hard are you? Hey, guys. Hey, boys. He's got to be lonely. Looking for a fucking walk. Looking <laughs> for a walk? Oh, she'd just go, man. She'd just go. Get the car and go. She don't give a fuck. You can just leave. No, yeah, I mean, I know you can. I'm just saying, most people don't. Most people stay until yeah, they stay until they're supposed to be done until they're discharged. But if you like that, they discharge you against medical advice, meaning that whatever happens to you after you leave is not their fault. So if she would have gotten in, or something. They were protecting themselves then. That's different than they're trying to protect themselves. They got to, especially with mom that has her. I don't think she has a psychiatric condition, but she definitely has a behavioral disorder. Or somebody like that, and they can't be held liable for them when they're not in their right state of mind. I'm, Hell, I'm not saying my mom's crazy, but she ain't stable either. No, no, she's not stable. <laughs> so I think I, I don't know. I don't know if she she couldn't get the therapy or for whatever reason. So she's kind of on her own for a lot of stuff right now, going through this and. Like I said, Aaron, I've tried calling her for the last couple of days, haven't gotten through. And, well, and that's that, twenty and bucks. Well, since y'all said that, you're probably bugging her. Yeah, what do these guys want? What y'all yeah, want? Yeah, I got my money. Y'all fuck alone. <laughs> well, what do you I, want? Are you I okay? Trying. I if you're okay, Mom. Do you hear me talking? I'm okay. That's probably, <laughs> yeah. I, I think she's just in a lot of pain, and who knows. Yeah, my, my, yeah. Mom tell, my mom says she calls her now and then see if she's okay. And she'll call my mom. They'll chit chat about nothing, you know. Yeah. yeah. Well, and that's the funny thing is that mom used to love talking on the phone, but now she's gotten older, she can't stand it. Yeah, let me see. I'm pretty sure I sent her. Yeah, I sent her 20 bucks uh, yesterday. Okay. I think you only should question what's like over like 50. 50? What's wrong? You okay? You need 50? Well, for what for? I think over 50, you should ask questions. What do you think under, under 50? Yeah. Trying, oh. to buy, trying to buy drugs, Mom? Are you trying to buy drugs? Yeah, yeah I'm like, what for? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, you only worry when they, when they talk about your stuff. Hey, you got TV you don't use no more? What, what for? <laughs> yeah, well, my mom's the opposite. She wants us to go pick up furniture all the time. Anytime really? you go over there. Yeah, someone's got a chair for me. Can you go get it? So-and-so's got a cap. So-and-so's got a futon. It's like constantly moving. Because <laughs> mom, for some reason, she's got to have stuff. She's got to have possessions. She can't stand not having stuff. She can't stand something new. She's got something new. And she can't hang on to old crap for too long. Well, this, this, being, this being said, I hope your mom doesn't hit a podcast. Look at these two suckers. <laughs> oh, she already gets mad whenever she's over and like Aaron, she'll say something, Aaron start laughing at her and she's like, y'all quit making fun of me. Like all the time. <laughs> well, I remember she used to get mad at me when I called her Shane's mom. Hey, Shane's mom. JP, my dad is not my name. All right, Shane's mom. You <laughs> get mad at me. Well, what's up? You should listen to her when she's in the car. I had her freaking on Facebook Live, and she was just sp- speaking her mind about e- anybody that she knew. And I'm like, oh, okay, it's time to turn this off. <laughs> it's like, yeah. come on. You got no self-control. <laughs> mad at this all the time. It's like, y'all can't ever keep a secret. Mom, you run your mouth about everybody you know. <laughs> Is she one of those people? Someone told me a secret. 
but don't tell no one I told you. No, no. <laughs> They're like, oh, they do this, they do that, and I don't like that they do this, and they shouldn't be doing it that way. And it's like, Mom, stop. <laughs> she kept, uh, they kept a bunch of secrets from me when Brittany was going through high school because she was having a lot of problems at school, and I guess they didn't want me getting involved. Yeah, they didn't want you trying to fight kids. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was, that's what happened to me that one time. I went up in uh, Mr. Rogers' math class, and Brittany came to me crying, saying these girls were picking on her, and I ran up in there mad as fuck. I was so mad I was shaking, and I, I hollered at everybody up in there. I said, y'all got a problem with her. Y'all can come talk to me. We can settle it right now. <laughs> me and, like, fucking 16 years old, acting like I was a goddamn adult. Anyway. What did Mr. Rogers say? Uh, well, no, because one of his – Ron, you need to get out. And I said, not till I hear from whoever has a problem with Brittany. And they said, uh, this one girl, this Duncan girl, she gets up and she's like, yo, you want me to say something? I'll say something. He said, you know what? I'm done. Rogers. Rogers said, you know what? Y'all get out of here. I don't want to hear this no more. Get out. Get out and go see the principal. I like I'm his attitude. Talking. Hey, oh, yeah, shut up. Get out. <laughs> get yeah, he's yeah, trying to teach math. Yeah, he didn't want to hear he don't want to hear none of that shit. <laughs> I mean, that's his job. You know, he goes there every day. Now he's got to deal with all this. You know, it's like, come on, man. Yeah. All that yeah. trauma unnecessary. Could you, could you ever be a teacher, Shane, for a week? Be a teacher for a week, Shane? Could I be a teacher for a week? A no. substitute? Yeah. Shane, let them kids be bad as hell. Do whatever you want. <laughs> that's, that's pretty much how it would go down. Because I ain't trying okay. to do all that. So if you had to make a career out of it, you couldn't do it then. No, John. I can't deal with that bullshit. The only way I could be a teacher is like if I didn't have to do shit. Like, you know. Like, y'all watch, like, y'all watch this movie. Y'all watch this movie, y'all. Just sit there and watch this movie. Uh, we're going to learn about the, we're <laughs> about the whole situation and Brittany didn't get picked on much after that, but it wasn't it wasn't long for all that pressure started getting put on me, and I was like, man, I got to get the fuck out of here. And then you came I, up and lived with us and slept in the closet. Well, yeah, well, part of that was that uh, a couple of kids from the school uh, had it in for me, dude. They were um, they were following me home and shit, and I got nervous. I got to the point where it's like, man, I don't feel like I can keep going to class until somebody breaks a bone or breaks me or does something. I, I really felt like I was in danger. Hmm. Yeah, Kern's dangerous place. Uh, hell, one of Matthew Reed's friends got stabbed there. The what? Uh, you yeah, I remember. Dylan yeah, yeah, Dylan. Dylan, died on the, uh, Dylan Allen got stabbed 14 times by a kid outside at uh, Goodlow at that liquor was, store. That was by a liquor store, though, you know. Someone, well, someone, well, the story I heard was he was somewhere he wasn't even supposed to be. <laughs> yeah. That's well, the story I heard. Yeah, I mean, when you're if you go into a neighborhood where you're the one person that looks different than everybody else, you probably don't need to be over there. Yeah, the way that I heard it is that they had agreed to have a fight after school because they were running their mouths to each other. Dylan showed up. That other kid was outclassed by Dylan, so he brought a knife to the to the thing, and uh, the ambulance had to keep Dylan alive on the way to the hospital. Oh, that's how it goes, John. You, can't, we get you, you beat him with your fist, he comes back with a knife. You beat him with a knife, he comes back with a gun. If you beat him with a gun, you better kill him because he'll keep coming, coming, coming. No, that kid ran off, man. I think he's in fucking prison. Really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so, I mean, you know, we we didn't have the discipline to handle ourselves back then, dude. We let things get out of control. And Matthew Reed's friends were examples of that. 
was growing up because we would they wouldn't just fight, dude. They'd break motherfucking bones. <laughs> I don't know. I think that's played. I think you're playing that up a bit. But I, kids are kids, man. Boys are boys. Boys are gonna fight. This is part of it. Sure. Yeah. yeah. John, you remember that fight you broke up? You remember that fight you broke yeah. up, John? Yeah, I, I never should have because y'all were just sitting there laughing like, oh, this shit was hilarious. Let me tell you what happened there. And you know, uh, you know, Sammy Hobbs? Yeah. Okay. And you know, Cedric Johnson? Yeah. Yeah. I remember Cedric Johnson. He grew okay. to be pretty big. Yeah. He's an attorney. No, it's not. He's a thin guy, real thin. Uh, um, I'm someone else. Yeah. No. Uh, so, said. So Sammy, uh, you know, he kind of got picked on because his clothes were usually messy and he had this real bad habit of chewing on his shirt. And it, by the end of the day, it would just be sopped and wet and all the way down his chest. Um, he was overweight and he read nonstop like he was constantly reading. No matter what was going on in class, he was reading a book. And I'm, you know, and you say, oh, well, somebody reads a lot. They're smart. Well, he was reading fiction. It wasn't like he was reading like you know, groundbreaking novels. He was just reading like, dumbass. <laughs> he, was like he was like reading Animorphs or Harry Potter, you know, just stuff that's not going to give you knowledge. It's just, you know, adventure books. And, um, and he was messy. Like the teachers were always getting on to him, like Sammy, get this, your desk is a junk pile. And Sammy, you're unorganized. And Sammy, well, they so, say it like that. <laughs> yeah, that's what they said all th- for the entire time we were at school. So if Sammy wasn't getting shit from us, he was getting shit from the teachers. Like he just could not win. Um, anyways, <laughs> there we're watching this movie one day. We're in ag class, right there in that ag shop. So it's you know detached from the main building, and we're watching this movie. Well, Sammy sits down on the floor to watch it, and he's the only person that gets on the floor. And in a small town, anytime you do something different, it's going to piss people off. Like they can't, they just can't function. So. <laughs> Source of contention. It's going to not stop. Yeah, so Sammy is, you know, minding his own business, sitting on the floor, and his pants are unzipped. Like, I don't know what happened. It's just pants are unzipped. And so, <laughs> you know, of course, now we got not only is the overweight, messy reading kid laying on the floor, which nobody else is doing, he also has his pants unzipped. So, of course, he's going to get picked on. And so, Sed keeps telling Sammy, he's like, Sammy, Sammy, you want to check that, Sammy? Sammy, just check it. Just Sammy, come on, man, just check it. So finally, Sammy sees what's going on. So now he's pissed. And said said something along like, "Don't get mad at me." So Sammy got up and said, "I'm tired <laughs> of this." And he goes up and he he grabs Sed around the neck, and Sed pushes him back and like punches Sammy in the gut three times. Sammy jumps back on him, grabs him, picks him up, and slams him through the table. And they're like rolling on the floor. And the coach, the football coach, who was the teacher of the class. Is telling me to break it up. He's like, Shane, get in there and stop that. Shane, stop it. Um, meanwhile, <laughs> Teresa Crawford is the substitute teacher next door, and she's like four, four, five, four, eight. She's tiny. It's like almost a you know little person size. She comes running in there and say, "Boy, stop it, stop it, stop it." Oh, that was the uh, that was Jackie and uh, what's yeah, his they, name? Yeah, their mama. Uh, yeah. And then like all of a sudden, man, like like fucking. Batman jumping into the foray in Arkham Knight, like John Pimentel comes hauling ass. I mean, running <laughs> full speed all the way across the hall into the classroom, and like he just throws himself in the middle. And he's like, "Guys, come on, guys, guys, break it up, guys, come on, guys!" And like pushes him, like just out of the way, just breaks it up like a superhero, and totally stops the fight, like just ends it right there. 
John saved the day. I think he pushed. I think you had one of them up against the wall, didn't you? Yeah, I, I did. I I don't know what I was doing. Like I was pinning one against the wall. Like I was going to damn arrest him or something. Yeah, John was like, <laughs> it was it was a straight up form tackle. He had him pushed up against the wall. <laughs> like, yeah. It's kind of over dramatic at that point. Like I don't know why I pinned him against the wall. I don't know which one it was. Like oh yeah, <laughs> she's not uh, bad. I just remember, and she was like, why didn't any of y'all help? And I was like. They had to work it out. <laughs> they do. Yeah, you say that, but then you weren't there when fucking uh, Jacob Baldry broke Andy Coronado's wrist. Well, what were they doing? They were fighting out in the middle of the damn street. Oh. And Andy Coronado, he was running his mouth. And, you know, Jacob wasn't afraid to yeah, – he was our stepbrother for a little while. He wasn't afraid to fight nobody. So he was out there, and he's fighting Andy Coronado. And one thing led to another, he breaks his goddamn wrist, man. He was having cash for uh, for, I don't well, yeah, you know, kids are rough sometimes. This is part of growing well, up. A, a, fun, a funny story I know was we were at uh, me, Daniel, my friend Tommy, and Rocky. We were at this uh, club in Dallas. I can't remember its name now. But, oh, I remember that. But we were out there, had a good time, whatever. And I'm minding my business in the corner. Daniel's off in the corner. He's already buzzed and drunk, whatever. And this fight breaks out. And I'm looking, and I'm like, everyone's like, oh, my God. Uh, I look over, and they're they're rolling on the floor. And they block a table. And Dave was just standing at the little table. He's standing at a standing table or whatever. And they, they they fall on the ground rolling. And they literally roll over to where Dave was standing. And Dave was so drunk, he just looks down at him, and just, just watching them fight. <laughs> <laughs> so we're over there like, Daniel. Dale, get out the way! And they're, they're like, they were just looking down, like, oh, look at this. All right, just okay. <laughs> well, look at look at that. It was funny. He was like, Daniel, are you okay? They didn't hit me. I'm like, oh, okay, that was at least a beast. That they would touch Daniel, I guess. <laughs> yeah, Daniel's uh, he's calm under pressure. I remember uh, that time we were trying to uh, we were trying to film our our movie for Corn Kernel and Impact. And we went out to the park, and we had, like, BB guns and swords. And Ooh, man, we were all man. dressed up. Somebody called the cops on us. Ooh. And, like, Daniel's holding the fucking samurai sword in his hand. And I'm like, Daniel, drop the fucking sword. Drop the sword, Daniel. <laughs> and, like, he's just dazed and confused. And the cops got the lights on us. Like, the first thing I did was set the BB gun down. Like, I instantly just put that on the ground. Yeah, we and, saw them and just dropped our shit. Yeah, but Daniel's like holding on to that fucking sword. And I'm like, John, Daniel, drop the goddamn sword. <laughs> Finally, he set it down, but it took like, it was like it, it was an exaggerated movement. Like he bends all the way over and puts it on the ground. I was like, God damn it, man. And they had their guns drawn. You remember? Yeah, they Shane, got, yeah, yeah, I know. The car. They were, my pants, Shane. Yeah, the, the <laughs> guns. The guns were drawn and they were ready to go. And they're like, what are y'all doing out here? And I think they knew, I think one of them knew the diffuser because uh, when we told them what they were doing, they just laughed and they said, oh, okay. Yeah. We, we knew about that. We knew about that show. And they were like, well, why don't y'all do your audition tape in your backyard instead of coming out into the park like this? And yeah, man, you know, it was all good. We immediately left after that, but. Well, th- th- they said they weren't going to give us no citations either. So that was a good thing. Yeah. Back then, <laughs> back then it was, uh, it was illegal to carry a sword around. Nowadays though, you can carry one. So. But back then, Man, you Aaron, I have never stretched so high in my life. In my life, <laughs> so high in my life, man. I was scared shitless. Yeah. I, pointing guns at me. I'm like, well, oh, this is it right here. Well, you know, my dumb ass, I'm wearing a fucking mask and a green coat, you know, like a fucking idiot, you know. And Daniel's yeah, in a ninja suit. 
You know, how do you get serious? Oh, it's okay, officer. Yeah. Well, and that's another thing. That's another thing. What what kind of dumbass is going to go rob somebody wearing a fucking green, uh, heavy coat like that, in a in a tricorn? Kick ass. Yeah. Slowly picked my slowly picked my stuff up. Okay. You told me I could pick it up. Yeah. <laughs> do nothing. Yeah, it was nerve wracking. And we, you know, and Sarah was out there too. It wasn't like it was just us. And so it was like, hey, guys, it's but, just a yeah, baby gun. We're just filming a little movie. It's nothing serious. Who saw the first? Who saw the police? I think me or you saw them first, right? Yeah, the problem was, well, we said, here's what's that cop car doing there? We and, dropped our, I dropped that. I thought I dropped my stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Put it down. Down. <laughs> well, and then that you know they they put the lights on us, and I was like, "Oh shit!" And guns were drawn, man. They they weren't fucking around. They weren't gonna. Hesitate. I was like, "God dang it, man!" And I was just like, "Daniel, put the sword down, Daniel, Daniel, drop the sword, Daniel, just put it down." You know, or Daniel was like, "What? Is that a sword?" I'm surprised fake. Daniel didn't like wave it over his head and like make some I kind think. of weird noise. It's fake. It's a sword. <laughs> and then it's fucking... it's a sword. I'm not even a real ninja. <laughs> <laughs> fucking they'll, they'll start shooting and like Daniel move the sword like a Jedi and it'll block all the bullets and shit and like just deflect it and we'll be like holy fuck Damn, you've been holding down this <laughs> Daniel's Ninja Dan is fucking real man <laughs> <laughs> fucking shit well, we, were, uh, we were gonna do that we were, we were gonna film a series called Ninja Dan and it was gonna be like Daniel's dressed up as a ninja and he does ordinary tasks, but he does it like how a ninja would do it. So, like, if he's wanting to, like, uh, if he's wanting to clean his gutters, like, he'll throw a grappling hook up on the roof and he'll scale the, the wall and then, you know, use a sword to clear out the gutters or something. Or if he's, you know, trying to get the mail, like, he throws out a rope and does a tight watch, you know, just crazy over the top shit. You I think that, that would have worked. I think it would have worked. It would have worked. Ninja Dan. It that's what it's going to be that called. We're going to work. We were going to eventually, the series was going to go like where he goes and applies for jobs and like he's like a window washer, but he's like fucking running across the building like a ninja. I don't know how we were <laughs> going to do that, but that, that was, that was the, uh, the complicated part is how we're going to do this shit. <laughs> well, Daniel got, the, Daniel got all the gear. Like Daniel got a full blown ninja suit. I mean, he got the boots, he got the gi, I mean, the mask, the throwing stars, the sword. I mean, he had it all decked out the gloves. Like Daniel was I ready think he to go. Had- I think he actually still owns all that stuff. He owns a lot of that crap still. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be called Ninja Dan. And, like, he was going to, like, go walk in the – like, go grocery shopping, but he's, like, a fucking ninja, you know? So – Daniel's still pretty big in the BB guns. He still has a, a good assortment of BB guns. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, I, I don't I don't have any here because I know Sherrod would be shooting me in the ass. Yeah, because BB guns – You know, that's a sound effect in this – um. This app, what? Wank wank sound. I, I, I found the sound. I found them. I don't know how yeah. they work, but you know. I found yeah. Them. Well, it's the problem is you have to add them, and it's kind of a pain in the ass because we're doing these and they're hour long, and to go in and add sounds, it's just you know. I listen to this. I'll listen to the episode like on my way to work, but I'm not gonna sit there and edit it, you know, and and add in the noises and stuff. It's just it's just maybe if we get more viewers. I mean, we're not even at a hundred yet. Maybe once we get over 100 viewers, I might Wait. Listen, listen. Hey, uh, side note, Shane. Hey, Shane, how are you keeping up with the Batman and stuff right now? Do you produce oh. copies? Oh, in the comic books? Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I only get comic books digitally now. I don't I don't buy them in the actual issues. 
but are you up to date though? Or no, I'm behind. I actually stopped at the, um, the death of the family. It was right after the court of owls. Yeah. That, that's, that was the last oh, wow. story that yeah, I read. Yeah. So I'm, I'm like three or four years behind. Um, I think he's doing right now. What's he going through? Like I'll keep up with the main ideas. Like I'll know what he's, who he's fighting. Um, he just had one issue where he got nude for the first time and you could see his penis. I didn't, I didn't read that one. This is what I, I, heard, I heard. I don't need to know. Yeah, I'm man. Just saying you, you see Batman's dick. It's well, they impressive. were calling it, they were calling it Batwing. They were saying it's, it's a, the Batwing. Impre- yeah, it's impressive, man. I ain't gonna lie. Oh, <laughs> so it's like, it's like, like how he's like it? the peak of human conditioning. His dick yeah. is also the peak of human dick. Yeah. Yeah, like, dude. Nature usually has a way of compensating for that. If you're like really rich and you got, you're really well built, you think that, you know, you, you don't really need the fucking huge dick, but I guess, I guess he wins all. He gets all of it. Good. Oh looks, yeah, man. Rich, uh, healthy, smart, and big ass fucking penis. I guess he yeah. just wins it all. Well, the only thing I thought, the only thing I thought, Jay, is, oh man, he must keep that thing protected. That must be some mean cup he has on that sucker. Well, if you've ever, well, and you have, I mean, when you wear tights, there's a reason why they put their fucking underwear on over their tights because yeah, you can see the bulge. And if yeah. you've got a, if you've got a cup on now, you're going to have to see my dumb ass. I thought, Oh, it's like, well, I'll just wear a cup and that'll hide the bulge. No, the cup makes the fucking bulge even bigger, more noticeable. <laughs> so, you know, hey, you, ain't, you ain't trying to, you know, scare people you're saving. Hello, yeah. it's me and my yeah. big wing. It's like, oh, Batman, uh, can, can you move me closer up to your? This is no, it's you're too close, please. And it's like I'm saving your life. You're like, yeah, but you, you know, you're touching me with your crotch, man. Oh. <laughs> you mind? Yeah, can you just? I, move? I don't know. You trying to save me, or I think you're trying to choke me. I don't yeah, know. yeah. Just be careful with that thing. <laughs> um, when he's armored up, he's got it covered, but um, it depends on the version. Like the uh, Justice League. That area was exposed. Like he didn't have his he didn't have his uh, suit on it oh, covering the scratch area. So I don't know. Sometimes uh, different versions do it differently. Well, you know, uh, you you gotta be careful when you're a hero, though. You know, villains are scared to kick you in the balls. You know, I want to say somebody one of the movies, one of the Tim Burton movies, somebody tried to kick him in the nuts, and it's he had a steel cup on it, hurt their foot. I can't remember though. I I. I think that's my favorite part in that Batman, the, uh, what, what was that calling? Danny DeVito. Which one was that yeah, one? Yeah, it was Batman Returns. Batman, I think I like that one because the, the, in the beginning, the fight scene going on. With you know, the, he uh, up like, all right, let me get, let me get to work. In the, in the circus? It, yeah, it was, it was flipping the fuck out. He just calmly gets out. All right, hold on, guys. I and like, he shit. doesn't say shit. He doesn't like panic. He just one by one beats everybody's ass. And well, he actually he put, killed. He actually kills a few of them too. But so this wasn't that a controversy that Batman would have done that. He would have strapped a bomb to a fat guy and blow up. Yeah, that's a lot of people were like, "Whoa, I mean, this Batman ain't fucking around." Yeah, he, he went to work on it. That was something that our dad Shane pointed out in the uh, Henry Cavill Batman movie when he uh, what did he do? He killed General Zod, and and Dad looked over to me and said, "Did Batman just kill a dude?" <laughs> Or Superman, yeah, Superman. we, yeah, we watched that. Uh, yeah, we all watched that together. And my dad was not happy with Superman killing General Zod. He did not appreciate I, that, that at all. Well, you know, I was in a movie theater watching that, and I mean, there were some people going, oh, 
you know, like, yeah, he just snapped him like a twig. <laughs> you know, you think so many, he had so many things he could have did. He could have flown up into space, try to throw him back into the Phantom Zone. That's what I thought was about to happen. It's like, okay, he's going to throw him into the Phantom Zone. And it's like, no, nah, I'm just going to break his neck. It's like, shit. <laughs> that's, uh, well, what you realize in that moment is that there was no way he could convince him to stop doing what he was yeah. doing. Yeah, exactly. So he had a moment where he said, uh, it's either I turn my back on him or I turn my back on humanity. And he turns back on Zod. Right. I mean, first of all, let me say, I like the movie. I think Man of Steel is a good Superman movie. Um, That's my favorite DC movie. Yeah, it's a a little – there's too much like the – I'm not saying like dark, like figuratively dark. I'm like just the screen is dark, like the – the lighting is turned down low. It's too. It's a look, yeah, yeah. The, the Zack Snyder blue blur is just too dim. But um, no, the movie is great. But see, my point is, when you're writing fiction, you can end it any way you want to end it. Like, yeah, he needs to prove that Superman has no choice. But that doesn't mean that you have to kill him. There, there can be like a, a MacGuffin or something happens at the last minute that, you know, there's always a better way. That's usually what Superman's message is, is that there's always a better way. Yeah. And and this one, he had no better way. And I think that was just the director saying, let's going to put Superman in the Kobayashi Maru scenario where there's no, it's a non-winnable scenario. It doesn't matter mm-hmm. what he does. He can't win. He either victims, innocents get killed or he has to kill the people that are killing the innocents. And the problem is, is that, you have a character, first of all, who's an alien that looks like us, who can basically bench press the Earth 300 times over. Um, you know, you're already got a stretch. And for him to, you know, to, to say that, okay, well, he had no choice. It's like, no, you just, you weren't very imaginative. You could have given him more choices. And that's, I think that's why that a lot of people had a problem with that movie. Like our dad, like he had never seen Superman behave. Like Superman was always... He's like the fire department. He's a good guy, you know. He's just there to help. And for him to turn up the role of police officer, where he's like, "I got to kill you," I mean, that that turned a lot of people off. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I don't. I don't. Like, I know a lot of people didn't like it, and like then like their kids were there, like, "Oh, well, you kids just saw that." <laughs> and then now, don't get me wrong, love the movie. Also, I love Batman versus Superman, but the same way that we just thought, I just defined what happened to Superman. They did the they did something very similar to Batman. They they made Batman like the logic that Batman has in the movie. So you know you see at the beginning of the movie, Superman and Zod are beating the hell out of each other. The building drops on all Bruce Wayne's employees. Bruce Wayne can't get there in time to save him. So when Bruce Wayne's looking up and seeing Superman and Zod fighting, he just realizes right then he's like, the last twenty years that I've been busting my ass trying to fight all these criminals. This, mm-hmm. bastard, this bastard shows up and he could do it in a day. And so my 20 years of my life are wasted. So he's pissed about that. And he's pissed about his building getting dropped. And he's pissed about people dying. So all this anger makes Batman decide that the only solution is to kill Superman. And that is so unlike Batman. Like the Batman that I grew up with would never decide. Because, I mean, he's, he's had plenty of opportunities to kill the Joker. And he's been pissed at the Joker many times. But he's never reached the conclusion. Yeah, yep. after he killed Jason Todd. I mean, he almost, like Superman stopped him from killing Joker, but Batman was getting ready to go, you know, find the Joker and kill him. And then Superman stopped him and intervened and, you know, talked oh, to wait him. Wait a minute. 
You just contradicted yourself there. What? You, you, you said Batman uh, had the idea to kill Superman is so unlike him, but then he just said he was going to go kill Joker. Yeah, you'd think he was going to, but he didn't. And it wasn't like he didn't act on it. He was getting ready to. And then Superman showed up and said, hey, I can't let you do this. That doesn't mean, well, come on, man. If Superman hadn't been there, he would have done it then. Maybe, maybe not. We don't know. But in any case, it was it was just it was just different seeing him in Batman versus Superman doing that. I like the movie. I mean, I love the movie. It's yours was Man of Steel. My favorite DC movie so far has been Batman versus Superman. But I I didn't like they use Zod to make Doom. I didn't like like oh that, to me that seemed kind of corny. Like oh okay yeah use the Zod. I understand. I understood the plot line. Right. Eh, I, just, I just didn't like they did it that way. Well, well, Doomsday is supposed to be a Kryptonian genetic weapon. And yeah. it just Zod just so happened to be the vessel that they used. Well, um, I, I understood it. it just eh, you yeah. know. Yeah, no, I get it. Well, I mean, you know, the original story, what was it? Fucking Doomsday like got sent to Earth, and like he came digging up from the ground below or some shit like that. I, yeah, I came up pissed off. Yeah, yeah. And, and like just beats the shit out of the Justice League, but the Justice League at the time. Was the shitty Justice League? It wasn't. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> wasn't Batman, oh. Wonder Woman, and the Flash? It was like Guy Gardner, Green Lantern, and some black dude named Justice, and like Fire and Ice. And it was a shitty team. But um, so that's so. Anyways, my point was that this is the reason why those two movies have had such bad reviews because the characters are just so different from what we're used to seeing. And then they made Wonder Woman, and they stayed true to like the Wonder Woman we know. And that movie almost made a billion dollars. And then yeah. they, made, they made Aquaman and they stayed. I mean, Aquaman is actually, that's fucking Aquaman. I mean, no, they buffed, no, they buffed him up. They, I think they, they, they buffed him up a little bit. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I think they give a little more to work with now. Well, it's characters more interesting. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah you're, you're right. Because the old Aquaman is this really pasty white guy and with blonde hair and blue eyes, and he's not that, interesting. He's not very that charismatic. family guy I like to make fun of all the time. Yeah, it was. He's kind of the joke because all he did was make the stupid noise when he's talking to fish, and like it's like if he's not beer. in the water, give me a beer. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's like he can't do anything unless he's in the water. But no, this one they, you know, they gave him long hair. He's got dark skin. He's not just a white guy. He's, you know, an Islander. So he's got this whole, you know, Islanders are mean people. Did you know, did you, did you guys know this? No. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I, once, once you, John, if you ever get into a fight with an Islander, you need to get away because an Islander is liable to kill you. They don't, they, they can't cool down. They don't have the ability to just relax once they're riled up. Once they start, you can't stop them. That's why so many of them become pro wrestlers because they can look angry and pissed all the time. Really? Yeah, a lot of them are the football Rock players too. Yeah, yeah, the Rocks Samoan and um, you know Nia Jax. I mean, there's just a bunch of them that you know. Uh, yeah, some... I remember in uh, Illinois, friends of mine, we all went out drinking, and we found this group of guys that uh, they wanted to to just cause a scene. They were hollering, carrying on, and another group of guys confront them and said, y'all need to get the fuck out of here. You're making everybody uncomfortable. I'm like, you know what? Then let's go fight outside and figure it out. See who gets to stay or not. And just, this whole big argument breaks down, and the people are pushing and shoving. The bar owner comes out starts hollering, carrying on. Y'all get the fuck out of here. I'm calling the cops, blah, blah, blah. And so they all run outside, and me and my boys are sitting there at the uh, 
bar. It's me and two other guys that are going through the school with me. And um, we're sitting there, you know, doing our thing. And we see them all leave. And this guy nudges me, Romero. Romero nudges me and says, hey, let's go out there and watch. I said, no, fuck, man. Why would I want to go out there? <laughs> this is about to get real. Yeah. And he said, no, let's just go. And so I said, fine, all right, fine. Me, Romero, and this other dude, I forget his name. We go out. And they are, they're in a parking lot across the street. And they are throwing down. And one of them is like a six-foot-two Samoan dude that's got tattoos from his elbow up. He takes his shirt off, and he's bigger than everybody out there. And he's missed manhandling two guys. I saw one dude run from a, the other side of the parking lot at this guy because he's manhandling, a, I guess, a, a friend of his. He turns around and sees this dude running, knocks him smooth the fuck out. It, it was the most brutal punch I've ever seen anybody take. Yeah. That's when you write shit cash, I guess. Yeah, when I um... – <laughs> When I was working for CPS, I got we had to investigate this woman who uh, got you know had to go to the emergency room because her husband was beating on her. So I finally got her in private, you know, away from her husband, and I was like, "Look, I can get you to a shelter tonight. You take your kids. He won't come to you. The police will be there. You'll be you'll be safe." And she was like, "No, the police can't protect me from him. He doesn't care. He's from the island. He's going. It was a talk." There's a huge Tongan population in, in uh, Euless, Texas. A lot of a lot of Tongan immigrants from. It's over there near Samoa. Um, Interesting. I know. Yeah, that. yeah, big big Asian Islander peoples. But anyways, he. Um, so she was like, "No, he's he, you can't you cannot guarantee my safety." Um, and I know what he'll do if even if you say you will, it's not going to work. So ended up having to get her a special investigator to help because it just wasn't working. Dang. Yeah. Shit. What can you do? You know? Hell no. Not fuck with Islanders, apparently. Yeah, don't <laughs> fuck with Islanders. If you get if you podcast, anybody out there listening, don't mess around with an Islander because they ain't playing. They're 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 mean, mean people. So anyways, yeah. So they gave Aquaman the edge, you know, they made him they made him tough. So you're right in that sense that you know, they beefed him up. I don't know, muscle wise. I mean Aquaman if you look at the Justice League Unlimited, Aquaman was jacking that one. He's just as big as Superman. So physically wise, I would say it's 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 on target, but character wise, he's definitely interesting. Um, but that movie that movie's already crossed a billion dollars. That's the highest that's the highest grossing DC movie that's ever been made. It even beat The Dark Knight Rises, which was the top dog. It even beat that one. So that's pretty cool. Well, they make a new I, I wasn't much of a fan for The Dark Knight Rises. Uh, did you like The Dark Knight though? No, not especially. Oh, did you even like what? Batman Begins? Uh, I I thought his costume was was pretty well put together. Wow, what didn't you like about the series? Scripts, scripts sucked. Hey, that in depth answer is all you need, Shane. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, why didn't you like it? He's like, because the script sucked. It's like have shit scripts, man. Batman has been uh you you know Batman can fight. And so when Ben Affleck came out there and started kicking ass, I was like, dude, this is some of the best Batman fights I've ever seen. But when you see Batman fighting in all of those Batman movies, it's so fast. The way that they use that camera is shit. They don't they don't capitalize on any of the combat. And when Ben Affleck was going through 
they, they took a page from uh, from Marvel's uh, uh, filmography and uh, what's it called? Combat. Uh, theater combat when they did the combat in that one the scenes were slow they were rehearsed the camera angles were playing you could see the two players engaged and you saw all their techniques and tactics and ben affleck did the same when he was in the uh the apocalypse world where you know everything was uh going to shit and you saw him just murder a couple of fucking dudes and so when when christian bale was doing his fight scenes you couldn't really see his his skill um when you saw him fighting liam neeson it was kind of there but they were going so fast, you couldn't tell what the fuck they were doing. Well, I'll even go so far as to say that that warehouse scene with Ben Affleck, that fight scene's better than anything Marvel did. I'll say that's 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 the oh, best. Yeah. No, hold on, man. Did you see Bucky and Captain America going toe to toe? That was badass. Yeah, the warehouse scene. Yeah, tops the, the knife in his hand, he drops it, grabs it with the other hand. Yeah, the warehouse scene tops it though. He was he was finding average criminals. These are two superhumans getting it in. He threw a crate at a man. He's fucking <laughs> threw it. He hit a guy so hard his face went first into the fucking. That, that scene where he jumps up into the air and he pushes that guy into the fucking table and then slams the crate into him and throws. I mean, that's now, if you're talking about shock value. Then yes, I have to agree with you because he brutally killed those motherfuckers. How, how hard do you have to hit someone to make their face hit the floor? Yeah, like he pushed up, <laughs> he pushed up the panel. He kicked up the fucking paneling in the wood floor. I mean, I, I'm not, I'm not saying you're wrong here. I'm just saying that you know, it, that that's kind of the gold standard for me. That that fight. Yeah, I, I get you, and I can, I can kind of see where that, where why you would take that position. But let me go back to the reasons why the whole Christopher Nolan Batman's I just didn't like. So don't get me wrong. I think Christian Bale played a great Bruce Wayne. I don't like how they did Two-Face at all. I like that they picked Aaron Eckhart to be Two-Face. He's a good actor. Christian Bale's a good actor. Michael Caine's a good actor. They found some good actors to be in this movie. The way that they directed those movies and did the scripts for those characters sucked. They just had all this golden opportunity, and they just went the wrong direction in their execution. That's the type critic I am. When I look at these movies, I look at execution uh, and, and logical development. So when when he was um, you know, fighting and trying to, to save Gotham from that fucking train that was going to go to the utilities and blow all that fucking poison into the air, that was just dumb. That was dumb. What do you mean? Like his, his strategy for taking the train down? Oh, the uh, point, well, no, no. Or no, the no idea? The, the tumbler, not the Batmobile. When he had the tumbler, tumbler and he shot the supports out from it. Now, okay, I get that. But he left Ra's al Ghul on the train. And the, the fact that the train was going to, you know, crash into the water utilities and vaporize the entire water supply. No, that doesn't make any damn sense to me. Uh, I, I would, there are other ways to do this. Not something so catastrophically, you know, disastrous as wrecking a train into the water utility station. Well, uh, what in the, didn't they... Uh evacuate the boroughs though because the riots were happening didn't they get everybody out of there just uh, the whole scenario was just kind of a clusterfuck I like that they picked uh, that one guy to play uh, the crane that was really good that was a really good touch he had a really good feel character I like the way that they did his script when he was talking about you should have some of this medicine it'll clear your head when he was you know being uh, snide saying that you know if you take my fear poison you'll go fucking nuts um What's what's some other inconsistencies when uh 
he was at the, the temple with Ra's al Ghul and he was going through his training and they just showed like a couple of scenes from it because they got to hurry it up all along just so they can finish the rest of the movie. It's like, this is a very dramatic point of Batman's life. This is a turning point for him where he, he learns the skills he needs to be Batman. And you're going to give what, 10, 15 minutes of your time to it. Well, it's more than any other movies done, you know? <laughs> well, I would oh, yeah. huh? I would say that the Harvey Dent, I wanted more of the uh, the animated series Harvey Dent. Where he Rachel! Just, just, just Rachel! He like, punch, somebody, you know. He, I, I don't know. I want, I want him well, to they were friends. They were friends in the cartoon. You know, they got Yeah, but I want to be more violent, though. I wanted the violent uh, Harvey you know, Dent. Whatever person you try to go with Harvey Dent, as long as you don't do the fucking movie version. That was just ridiculous. What do you like? <laughs> Aaron, what do you, you think about? Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Who was it? Who played Harvey Dent in, last, in the Batman Forever? Who was that? Uh, uh, Tommy Lee Jones. Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah, that, that was fucking awful. That, that, that was awful. Sucked. <laughs> that that sucked. was awful. Yeah, Tommy that Lee Jones is Two Face, and Jim Carrey was the Riddler. Yeah. And he was wearing like a unitard, like a spandex suit. I mean, it was, was pretty bad. That's that what people wanted. Oh, he's wearing just the. Green spandex with the oh he's doing it and he had like dyed red hair and it was like a flat top and oh god man well yeah his, his whole costume was disturbing as hell uh, or you gonna ask what did you think about the Joker interrogation scene and the Dark Knight when he's when he he's in the when Gordon says okay I guess we're done here and Gordon leaves and Joker's just kind of sitting there and then the lights cut on and fucking it's Christian Bale in the background he slams his head into the desk. And then they're going to talking, and Joker's not giving him what he wants, and so he picks up the chair and he drags it across the floor. And Gordon's like, "Oh shit, I fucked up!" And he tries to open the door, and Batman don't. And then just you know, did you enjoy that scene at all? Or uh, I thought that was um, you know true to Batman's character that he takes extreme techniques when it comes to getting the information that he wants, especially when he's dealing with Joker. Because you've seen past where he's put Joker through the run. I mean, the Joker. Batman through the ringer, but they between the two of them, man, they'll push the buttons to the extreme just to get it. Yeah, so, yeah I thought that was kind of, that was kind of good. That was a nod to the comics and such, you know. But when uh when the Joker was putting fucking uh, IED in some of his crones, and uh, when he had those guys held hostage on those two boats out in the middle of the lake or wherever the hell it was, um, that that was. That was so, so poorly executed. You had fucking Debo from Friday. Give me the, give me the remote. Oh, I'll do what you should have did. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that part. Uh, you by no, 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 no. I, I understand what you tried to do there. You tried to show a little bit of uh, morality in this convicted fucking felon. You're trying to show some morality in this guy. And I, I get that. And that's not. A bad thing that you did, but your execution was just poor. And well, when they were fighting on top of the the tower, you want to know how I got these scars? No, but I know I got these. And he shoots him in the face. Well, so Aaron's obviously not a fan, John. Aaron's not a fan of the. But did they say like the, the the Joker's actually a super intelligent person, right? He's actually super intelligent. Yeah, apparently the, the chemicals, but that in that movie. He wasn't like chemical though. It was just like a really smart guy. But some people, would, some people would, but the people would say that he knew Batman would be there in the interrogation room. That he knew he would be there. Yeah, yeah. So no, that, 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 that was my whole plan. He, he I wanted to see Batman face to face and get an encounter with him. And well, he, 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 
I don't know, John, because I think the Joker's whole point was that you don't you don't have a plan. So maybe he was just going off the cuff with whatever came his way. I he was think just that's more persona personally. Yeah. Maybe he just maybe. winged it. Is there, is there yeah. so happy he showed up? Maybe it's just everything. Yeah, when, the, when the lights go off, he's looking around. He's like, what's going on here? And the Batman shows up and smashes his face into the desk. Because, <laughs> you know, he uh, he was he was ready to blow both the boats up. If the people didn't do it, he was just going to do it anyways. So maybe he maybe Batman will show up in the interrogation room. Maybe you won't. Either way, the fucking city's blowing up. Or I'm going to kill Rachel and Two-Face, you know. It doesn't matter. So Yeah. You know, I think he just, I think he prepared for everything, but at the same time, he's not really prepared for one way or the other. Yeah. That's, that's my take on it. I, I, I'll say this much. I like the movies. Uh, I don't, I'm not saying your points aren't valid, Aaron. I mean, it's obviously you, you got your stance on it, but for me, whenever they cue up that theme music and fucking Batman's like, man, that's pretty cool, man. That's some, that's some pretty epic, uh, Batman music there. Right, and it was it was cool the way the uh, Dark Knight uh, ended when he was on his little bike and he was riding out of there, and they're like, yeah. uh, "He's gonna be the hero Gotham needs." And you know, I I thought that they could have done that a little bit differently, but they made the point that Batman has to be what he is in order for Gotham City to not fall in on its own corruption. He has to be that. So if that makes makes him a villain, that makes him a villain. If it makes him a superhero, makes him a superhero. <laughs> What I really liked about Ben Affleck's Batman is that he had a reputation for people being afraid of him. In yes. Batman movies with Christopher Nolan, you kind of got that. Uh-oh. We lost him, Shane. We lost him. Yeah, he was really getting into it, too. Man. Oh, man. He, he was on point. He was he fired had, up. He was, he was on fired. point. I, I, I'll be surprised. I'm surprised, John. I did not think that he would say all that about those movies. I, oh, he's on point. Yeah, like, oh, man, he, he, he knows. He's like, oh, he ain't going to do that. No, no, he knew everything why he really did not like those movies. Yeah, well, and it's so, – yeah, I'm glad you called him out on it because then he had to, you know, he had to step it up. But I, I that's surprising to me because I've never heard anybody say anything bad about those movies other than making fun of Christian Bale's voice. And, and oh, Bane's voice, and the fact that Bane's not a Cuban. But aside from that, you know, nobody really complains. But Aaron was bringing; he didn't like the way the choreography was, and I get that because it was kind of. I, I, but you know what? We we touched that when the movie first came out. Me and you and Sarah went to go watch that, and I remember you telling me, "I don't know what was going on in that fight scene because it was so fast. All you know is they, they were fighting in the in the, the in the prison, and they took the the bar broke and they slid down a hill." Cause that yeah. was so fast. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you're right. It just, it was, it was, it was. Yeah, I mean, he's he's got a good point. I mean, he's he pointed out the flaws, um, but still, man, I, I I really enjoyed all those movies. Uh, you know, but I get it. It's not it's not Batman the animated series. It was you know it's a different take on it. So, so you were cool with the Batman flying off the roof and driving on roofs or driving off the the. Uh... The parking lot on Cooper's roofs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, well, I, you know, I like the. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I didn't really have any problems with those movies, other than the only thing I would have liked is if Joker was actually, you know, had been in the chemical bath, uh, not well, just the guy who, who painted his face. I didn't care for that. Um, I would have liked if Bane was Cuban and he actually had his venom. Um, I, I think you made a good point about Two Face not really being. I, yeah, yeah, I wanted him more violent. I wanted the anime series. Yeah, violent. he, he, he had fully, you know? 
he didn't fully turn and you really don't get time to de- see the character develop. It's kind of like he's kind of an anti-hero, not not this fucking evil, you know, torturous bastard. And, and, and he uh, him, yeah, he doesn't even fight with himself like, no, and yes, or should we? You know, but, like they did in movies. But I thought they did good with Ra's al Ghul. I thought that Scarecrow and Catwoman, I thought all of those were good. Um, I didn't really care for that version of Alfred, the Michael Caine Alfred. Yeah. He kind of, he kind of, yeah, it just didn't seem like he brought a lot to the table. It seemed like it was a lot of bitching, like he was like his nanny, you know? Yeah, uh, yeah. you think uh, Alfred a little more aggressive, like the animated series Alfred? Yeah, I like the Alfred like in, in okay. Justice League and Batman right. versus Superman. But this Alfred was like, I never wanted you to come back here, Mr. Wayne. I knew this was no good for you. I was like, come on, man, fucking get over it. Like in the in the in the every other version of Alfred, like he's like playing into this shit. He wants Batman to become this spec ops, you know, fucking ninja justice crime fighter. Yeah. So. Okay. Well, real quick then, so everybody, real quick, which Batmobile was your favorite? The Justice League one, oh, or shit. the what? Which Batmobile? Was Tumblr your favorite one? Oh, or fuck, uh, John. Was, was the Tim Burton Batmobile your favorite one? Damn it! Okay, so live action, right? We're talking live action Batmobiles. The live action Batmobile. Okay. Uh, let me start off with the ones I don't like first. I, I don't like the George Clooney one. That's my least oh, oh, favorite. Get that garbage out of here! Oh. It has. There's no canopy. It's a. It's a convertible, and uh, I think it's just a one seater. And it looks it like absolute shit. Yeah. Looks like shit. Um, so this is going to be a surprise. I didn't like the Justice League Batmobile, the one with the big old fucking cannon on it. You, you didn't like that? The more aggressive look? I, the re- well, I'm fine with an, uh, an aggressive look. What I don't like is that there's no room for somebody to ride in. It's this big ass fucking. Batman doesn't need to drive around in a tank, you know? I mean, uh, a literal tank with an actual cannon on it. Um, so that I did not like, um, now we're getting, to, now it's kind of hard to pick. I, I would say then the next would be the tumbler. Um, it's big, it's, it's weird looking. Um, it's still cool. I mean, don't get me wrong. Um, uh, but it's just not, it's, I don't know. It's just, it's, I don't think it's sleek. It's not subtle enough to be Batman, Batmobile, you know, it's just this huge, like it's, I mean, that, that's like a, that is a, that, that one is built like a tank. It doesn't have the cannon on it, but it's built like a tank. Um, well, and then I like had, they both had ahead. jet engines on them. You know, the Tim, the Tim Burton and Tubler. Yeah, I think all of them had the jet engines. I think even the, um, if I'm not mistaken, even the Ben Affleck one. So then I, I like the uh, Batman Forever one. I like that one. I like that one a lot actually. I like the uh, how the the fins and the back of it fold out, and I like yeah. how the wheels light up. Um, and uh, then I like the 66 Batmobile, the one with Adam West. Oh, that one? <clears throat> yeah, that one's a classic. With the clear man. top on it? The clear hood? Yeah, yeah, it. man. I, I, I just like the look on that one. And I've actually ridden in that thing before. Well, not ride, but I've been in it. I've sat in it before. In my Batman suit, too. No way. Yeah, I'll send you a picture right now. Oh wait, yeah, yeah. I wish, uh, I wish the anchor had pictures so you could post it to show people. Look, look, I'm not lying. I was in it. Here it is. Yeah, no, I, I, for this is legit. I literally got to. I was in my Batman suit, and I literally got into the '66 Batmobile. Um, and Adam West and Burt Ward were there, but they didn't. I didn't take a picture with them, but they, they were there. Um, 
I didn't know you showed me a picture that you were there at a convention and took a picture of them. Whether yeah, on I remember that one. Yeah, I didn't want to spend this because it was seventy five to get both of them, and I wasn't trying to do all that. Um, Go ahead, we're back to it. So okay, so now we're down to there's two left. It's the Tim Burton Batmobile with from Batman and Batman Returns, and the Batman versus Superman Batmobile, which is the same as the Justice League. It just doesn't have the big old fucking cannon on the side of it. Yeah. Uh, and if I have to pick, if like you've just, if you held a gun to my head and you said you have no choice, you must pick one, I would pick the Tim Burton Batmobile. And when, uh, I think you're right. I think it's the sleek of it. Just, just a, sleek mobile. <laughs> I'm going to send you this picture of me and that fucking Batmobile, John. And you're going to notice right away that, uh, you know, it was not meant for a 6'4 man to be sitting in it. <laughs> <laughs> it was that small? It just I, I, I can't because I know Adam West was six two, but I can't remember how he looked when he was riding in it. Um, so I would have to go back and see the footage of him actually driving it because when I sat in that bad boy, my forehead reaches up over the canopy. Oh wow! That's... So let me see if I can find the Adam West. That is no protection in a battle. Yeah, like if somebody could just. You know, put a clothesline out. It would hit my head, knock me over. Um, let me see if Batmobile, Adam West Batmobile, see how he looked. No, he actually, he he was sitting low into it. He's actually fully covered by the windshield. So, I guess those two inches matter. I I thought someone said they didn't drive it for very long because it overheated when they did that. That made that Batmobile. Yeah, I believe it. I think. Um, the scenes, I think what they did is they shot all this footage of him driving it around, and then they just reused it. They just used it over and over again. So it's just, you never actually see him do anything just, you know, unique with the car. It's pretty much the same. He leaves the cave. Uh, he goes back to the cave. He's driving around the city. They jump in it, jump out when of it. Yeah, when they're driving around the city, it's always like the, the screens behind them moving. They're not actually driving, you know. You could tell. Um but yeah, no, I like that car. You don't like that car? You don't like the uh, the Adam West Batmobile? I like I like the Adam West. Uh, not really. I like I like it a little. I didn't like the the, the clear. What do you call it? That that clear top they had on it. The um, the you know, oh that, the can the canopy the the, the canopy, windows. That clear canopy. I didn't like that. I'm like, oh, yeah. Like, eh. Sure, you want me I get, to see you, but it's a clear canopy. I can see you in it. You know, it just seems yeah, like. Yeah, I get it. It's not very stealthy. It's very kind of just you know very showy. Um. But again, you know, that that's, I mean, it still wasn't at the top of my list. The top of my list, the Tim Burton Batmobile is my favorite one. Because that's, when I was a kid, seeing that one in the movie, I was just like, holy shit. Well, you know? Were you cool, were you, was it cool when he armed it up, when he left it? He yeah, it man, I love that when he was, you know, uh, the whole thing, man. It just, and, it, and that one had chain guns on it, too, if you remember, like, yeah, underneath yeah. The, the hood. Um, also had the, but you know, that car... The, the Batmobile for that movie, it was just a, it was just a normal Oldsmobile, and they just no way. Yeah, it was just an Oldsmobile underneath there. No way. Yeah, Oldsmobile with a very cool frame, a very cool uh, paneling. Uh, that's all it was. But if you if you, but John, if I ever had the chance to fucking ride that thing like out, 
you know, like in the woods somewhere, like I was going to Wayne Manor or some shit. Uh, so fucking badass. You want camera? Uh, I know. Sure. Record it. Record it. Record, it. record me doing it. Mean, <laughs> this is me fucking. And you see that Batmobile fucking turn, you know, into the around the corner and yeah. like it's and the, the flames are coming out of the back of it, man. This shit is badass. That's but I think they said that like uh Michael Keaton can barely even see out of that damn thing because the way the windows are and all that business. So I don't know how functional it is. You know that, um, you know that comedian that uses the uh, puppets. Yeah, he actually bought one. He bought a Tim Burton Batmobile. No way. Yeah, it cost a million dollars. Son of a bitch, man. <laughs> he said. He said he was like, "Well, I've been really successful in my career, and I had the money, and I've always wanted one, so I just went and got it." <laughs> and he's like, "This is for all my hard work. This is my just guilty pleasure reward, that just for me." I I can see you. I can see you doing that, Shane, and just not telling Sarah, hey, honey, I impulse bought this today. This impulse, <laughs> impulse bought a Batmobile. I actually, you, told, when, huh? I actually told her once I was thinking about buying a, a, an old school sports car and, like, adding fins on it and painting it black and trying to make, like, a, a makeshift Batmobile. Yeah. You know, it probably ended up looking like a piece of shit, but, you know. <laughs> it's just an idea I had. I was like, you know, when – I've always had this idea. It's kind of a dream. It's kind of getting a little personal here, but I always had this dream like either my kid or, you know, a relative's kid would for Halloween would go to school as, as Robin. And then I would show up in the parking lot to pick them up in the Batmobile dressed up like Batman. Oh, and that's like sick, all, bro. That's all their sick. friends would oh. come out and they'd see Robin fucking jump in the car with Batman and drive off. It's like, that's one of my dreams. That I do. That that's it, that dude. That'd be sick, bro. You'd be on the news and everyone take a picture. Dude, that'd be awesome. <laughs> yeah, I if I can ever, you know, if I could ever figure out how to get one, you know, I, I it's that's something I would love to do. It's like when Rogers like in kindergarten or something, uh-huh. and you know it's Halloween, and they get to wear their costumes at school. I'd love to just roll up there, and uh, and you know all the kids to run outside and be like, "Holy cow, that's your dad," you know. But I don't know if that'll ever happen. I, you know. Oh, you never know, bro. You never know. You just you just find the right person who owns the car, and I don't know, become friends with them. You know, it's, it's, I'm sure it's a thing that kicked up with time, man. Do you mind? You know, now bar- borrowing somebody else's—that may be a possibility. You but know, having my own—I I don't know. Ooh, you never know, Shay. You never know when you turn up. Well, I mean, I guess what you could do is maybe. Maybe I save up and just buy the frame and just put it over a car, you know, just have a, you know, not really a Batmobile, just looks like a Batmobile, you know what I mean? Like, maybe the frame's only a few hundred bucks and you just put it over your car. You can't really drive it anywhere, you know, but maybe, maybe that's an option. You never know until you look. You never know what's out there. Yeah, that's true. You never know. Yeah. But anyway, I, I went way over time with you. I should have asked a question next time. But we have blown it. Uh, we have blown away the time. Here, I'm going to send but, you this picture of this makeshift Batmobile somebody uh, made. I'm pretty, sure got, I'm pretty sure Eric got bad. Oh, I thought I made a point. You fucking kicked me out. I didn't, I didn't kick him out. I don't know what happened. <laughs> he, just, he just dropped out. He was making very good points. I was, I, I'll say this much. Aaron's points on the Nolan verse, I was extremely surprised. And I thought they were, and I can't really... I can't really argue it. That's his point of view. And, you know, when, when he was making fun of the way Christian Bale was talking, I mean, he's got a valid point. A lot of it's kind of silly. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I would agree with him on – they could have done – I don't know. 
I don't know what it could have done to make his voice a little more darker or yeah. a little more, uh, you know, just, just talk, just talk real deep. Right. <laughs> when so you're in a suit, no, no one's going to know. What I sent you, John, is a picture of a Stingray Corvette that somebody's just added on uh, a couple little features to make it look like the Batmobile. Dude, that's, so pretty, that's pretty cool. I'm thinking something like cool. that, that. That can't be that expensive, you know. I mean, that. I would be surprised if that was more than a few thousand dollars. So, you know, maybe one of these days that'll be something I can I can work towards. And once you get it, you know, maybe you turn around and sell it, and make money off of it. I don't know. We'll see. And, that's and, that's and, my dream, though. So if Roger but, ever listens to this, you know, it'll ruin the surprise. Have you ever did you did you write him emails yet? Oh yeah, you haven't done that yet. Oh shit, John, you got to text me his email address. I forgot it. <laughs> I forgot all about that. I, I I got it written down here somewhere, so I because y'all forgot. I, wrote I think it down. he said it was Roger Rollins at Gmail. Just for all the listeners out there, John actually created uh, Roger's first email address. Like, and uh, so we were supposed to be sending him emails so that when he would get older, he could read and be like, "Oh, you know, things that he did, milestones that he met." But fuck, man, I forgot all about that shit. <laughs> oh, you know what? It's, it's it's the first three letters of each name at at. Okay. So yeah, it's the first three letters of each of his name at Yahoo dot. I think it's at Yahoo dot com. I find the Yahoo or Gmail. Well, uh, if you can't text it to me, Sarah may have written it down. I can't. I can't remember. But yeah, I fucking totally forgot, man. Because you know he got sick after that, after his birthday, and that's been preoccupying. And I just yeah, totally forgot. But no, I'd love to send him an email. I'm not going to tell him that I plan to. To make a Batmobile and fucking go to his, you know, uh, high school or you know, uh, elementary school for Halloween, but you know, you never know. You never know what's gonna happen, brother. You never know. Well, shit. If I did that, you know what you should do is you should get uh, you and uh, Jonathan a costume, and y'all show up too, and like you can like you can be Superman, he can be Superboy, and y'all can be riding in the car. <laughs> and Sorry, then we all kids. get out. We all a get party, out. Only party going on in here, guys. Sorry for your leg. <laughs> We're going to a party, guys. Yeah, the kids be oh, fucking jealous, man. I just, I just, yell, sorry, kid, sorry, losers. We're gonna fight villains. <laughs> yeah, right. Here. And then we have like you know Daniel and my brother, and they're like fucking dressed up as you know super villains, and we go to the park and we put you know that would be kind of cool. Be cool. If it doesn't look forward to one day. Yeah. Yeah. So, All right, I will let you get to sleep, though. I know you gotta be. Oh no, tomorrow's Sunday. Yeah, it's man. Sunday. Yeah, uh, Mon- Monday's a holiday. We're closed, so I got three day weekend. Yeah, boy. Uh, well, you always come in a lie. Like, what holiday are there, but <laughs> yeah, no, it's Martin Luther King Day. Yeah, I was. I don't know why I forgot, but uh, the man's a hero. He deserves it. I, I mean, you know, he gave his life for what he believed in. Good for him. I like. The, I like the statue they made for him. I like that yeah. big old statue. That's pretty yeah. cool. And this this speech he gave that I have a dream speech. I mean, that is just that is that's like the best of humanity right there. I mean, if we could. We could just live off of that. I think we would be just a much better place to live in. Is that is that one of your uh, top five speeches you've ever heard? Best you ever heard? I think so, man. The, my favorite speech is the New Frontier speech from John F. Kennedy. But that's oh, my. That's oh, my man, that, that makes you feel it right there. Yeah, man. when he starts that. going about you know the the beyond and what we're capable of, it's, I'm surprised we haven't done more. Like that uh-huh. speech should have motivated. I mean, we went to the moon, so that's pretty fucking impressive that one speech got us to the moon so i mean i give him credit for that it's you know the moon's like you know millions of miles away so he gets credit for that but 
you would think that we would do more if we, if we heard more of that if that speech uh, i think we would hear more um the uh the washington's get or the no the uh lincoln's gettysburg address is a good one but i've never actually heard that because he spoke it before you could record stuff um there was this oh, what, what other speech did i really like oh well of course you know independence day that that fucking speech is you know what oh the about? uh <laughs> we will not go quietly into the night. Yeah. <laughs> we will not finish without a fight. We're gonna live on. We're gonna survive. He's like he gets, that, I like that Yeah, I like that last part where he's like he's getting mad. We will survive. Yeah. <laughs> we celebrate our independence day. And they're like one of these they cut to the scene of this guy who gives a salute and it's like the fucking most hardcore salute that you've ever seen. <laughs> and uh and I like the uh, speech on um Pacific Rim. There you go. I was just about to say that one. I was just like, like woman Pacific Rim. <laughs> yeah, that was a good one. And uh, Braveheart was a good one too. When he's getting ready for the the Battle of Sterling, and he's like, you know, run when you may live, at least for a little while. But on your dying bed, will you rather trade all the days from this one to that for just one chance, just one chance to be free? And they're all like, freedom, you know, and like fucking that motivates them to go. You know, the the net. God, we're we're really going over time. Well, finish it up though. Finish that up though. And, and that last, in that battle, the and the Braveheart battle, uh-huh. it was actually fought. And the reason why they won is because there was a narrow bridge, and the English had to cross this bridge to get to the fight. And they were just killing them as they were coming across the bridge. It wasn't like there was this beautiful, well planned, evenly matched, or not not evenly matched, but like. The Scottish won because they, they had more passion. They won because of strategy. They just, they knew they were going to have to cross that bridge, and that's when they attacked them. And that, that's how they won. Interesting. I, that I did not know. That I did yeah. Not know. Well, it's, I mean, that's also not, it doesn't make for good movies either, right? I mean, just to see a bunch of soldiers trying to go across this fucking bridge and they're throwing, shooting arrows and shit at them and killing them. I mean, that's just not going to be, you know, it's not, it's more Matt- captivating to watch, you know, Mel Gibson haul ass across the field in the kill, swinging a sword over his head, you know, than it is to watch guys slowly march into a My, minor detail, okay? Minor, minor detail, <laughs> minor. He got the point across. Yeah, you minor get the fucking details. point. So, anyways, uh, well, I hope everybody enjoyed this episode. When you want to do the next one? Um, we'll probably take a break tomorrow, and then we'll try to hit it up again on a MLK day. Try to, okay. Probably, okay. probably rest good. on the Sabbath and then and then pick it up uh, on, on Monday. Sounds good. Sounds good, sir. All right. All right, man. Good then. Okay. All right. I'll talk to y'all later. Good night.